And we're back on the show. We got uh, Dee Dee LeMay, children's author, on the Skype from Bowmanville. And Dee Dee, where are you? You got your little Labradoodle Poodle Doodle? <laughs> yes, I have my golden doodle here with me. I'm in my office in Bowmanville. Yeah, the cute little doggy. And you have a cat, too. Yes, I have a cat. He's actually my assistant. Oh. My executive assistant. So when I work too hard, he'll lie on my keyboard and I can't work anymore. Oh, so he's re- he he wants to make sure you have that work life balance thing happening, that's right? right? Yeah, that's right. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Has he ever has he ever uh, hit a key and that key uh, was a beginning of a whole new chapter or story sentence? No, but he actually destroyed my old laptop. Really? He took off the keys with his with his paw. Right. So I now have a brand brand new laptop because of that. Well, See, is is it is it key proof? <laughs> no, no. It's <laughs> Instead of kid proof, we got to go cat proof now. Instead of kid proof. Yeah. The only way to do that is to close the laptop every time I'm done. So, Dee Dee, what do you be, uh, it's been a while since we've seen you, but uh, yes. great to have you back. And what, are you, what have you been working on lately? Oh, my goodness. I've got two more books out. Um, I have my latest book is called The Big Blue Bed Monster. It's for the younger kids. It's for the two, three, four-year-olds, and it's a friendly monster, and uh, he actually comes to visit the kids when they're afraid of the dark, and he sings songs to them, tells them funny stories, and then they don't have any problems going to sleep. Wow, that's great. So do you, how, how old are the, is this book for? How old are the kids? Uh, for two, three, four-year-olds. Two, three, and four-year-olds. So this is the kind of thing a parent would read to a child at nighttime? Yes. So it, basically what it is, it helps the parents actually also, mm-hmm. because what will happen then is the children want to go to bed because they want to listen to the story. Right. And right. then they don't have the fear of bed because, you know, a lot of the little kids have a little bit of fear of going to bed. So well, a friendly again, monster will come out and, and visit them. And it helps them to sleep on their own too, right? Because the children will often want to sleep with the mom or the dad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, my sister really could have used that when she had her son. <laughs> you're, you're 15 two years too late now but boy she could have used that well that's a really good <laughs> yeah. point now but you know now i'm going back to when i was that age Dee, Dee and uh you know f- for a kid the, the illustrations are really important aren't they or are they yes they are and the more colorful they are the better it is because it really attracts the attention for them and yeah. grabs their attention yeah there's yeah. stuff that uh, i remember um being interested but i remember there's this book uh, that i used to like called ping do you remember that book ping. i know that book yes do you remember that it was about a, a kid growing up on the yangtze river and uh, anyway he was eating these rice cakes and i was looking at those illustrations i could practically taste the rice cakes and i want even now my mouth is watering at the thought of those rice cakes yeah yeah. You know, so I, well, I think it's, there's. It's very important, and the visual is very important. Yeah, I think there's something communicated through the uh, the pictures that the well. In this instance, it it, it actually affected my my sense of taste, mm. right? So there's a lot going on there with the little kids. What yes. it, like what you know? What inspires you to to be doing this stuff? You know, it's a really good question, and you know, it's hard to explain. There are things that happen during that day-to-day life that just triggers a thought and that thought will then get developed into a a 
story. And for me, this is a big blue bed monster. Was inspired by a friend of mine who had a, a three-year-old boy, and he was so scared of the dark. And I thought, you know, why don't I give him that gift? And I wrote him the story. And so that's how this character developed. Now, do you have children, or have you had? You know, I don't have kids. That's interesting. It never happened to me, for me. So, yeah, it's... it's. And you've never worked with kids? I work with kids a lot. I've done some uh, arts and crafts with kids, okay. uh, interacting with kids, with storytelling. Uh, I go out with my books, of course. So, yes, I'm, I'm interacting with kids all the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now, I'm also featured in one of the restaurants here in Bowmanville where I have a a board where I put things up and we actually do things for the kids there. I have placemats for them to color. We do coloring contests. Uh, we have for, for family day, we developed actually a, um, uh, a coupon booklet so that they can give to their parents with one big hug or Aww. I'll do my, I'll do the dishes or I'll, I, I'll clean my room and this type of thing. So that's what we were doing for that. So I'm interacting with the kids there as well. So you really relate to kids then? Yeah, yeah. You know, I never grew up. I'm this good kid myself. Yeah, just, <laughs> I wonder, you know, I didn't grow up either, and I know Sandra hasn't. <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, and I, I don't have kids either, but I do find that, uh, I mean, I have animals, and I find that kind of is, um, uh, you know, it takes, it brings out the kid in me. Oh, for sure. I'm telling you, having my, my doggy Rosie and my cat Harley... I'm telling you, they are my little kids. Actually, they- we're going to have uh, someone on in a, in a couple of weeks whose dog wrote a book. Oh, Mr. What a Ito talented- is the dog, and, oh, and Mr. he wrote Ito, a book. I know Mr. Ito. But, yeah, I know. Oh. We're going to get him on the show. But uh, you know, let me tell you, Harley and Rosie actually have written some th- some things as well. Now Harley has his blog, ah. and uh, Rosie and Harley wrote a he said she said. So they they're talented as well. That's. That's really uh, kind of cool. You they know, probably taught you everything you know, right? I'm sorry? They taught you everything you know. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. They have the talent. They're, they're teaching me a lot. See, yeah. Sandra's only saying that because Kat's taught Sandra everything she knows. It, that's true. That's exactly right. <laughs> now, Dee Dee, so like, we were just talking to Stephen Weir. I don't know if you watched the interview, but uh, he's a book promoter, right? And he's, oh, excellent. Uh, he brought us all these books, but you know, he was talking about how... You know that the whole book culture seems to be disappearing. That people are are switching to ebooks and stuff like that. Mm. But I'm thinking that uh, uh, at least, uh, especially the book that you you were just talking about, um, you, that that doesn't exactly work as an ebook. You know, there's really something to be said for the, having the book, sitting down with the child, reading yeah. the book, Good having point. it there, and having the pictures there. That you just I don't think you'll ever be able to get that from you know, electronic media. No, you know what? I've struggled with that for quite a while because obviously an ebook is a little easier to produce. However, I feel as a children's author, I don't want to go there because I want to have the children to have the feel of the book and to really, you know, move the pages and look at the pictures and actually touch it. So I've decided not to go that route, not for the younger children. If I go for the older children, I might have it as an informative program. 
Mm-hmm. So that it'd be an app more so that they would learn things through the book. An app. So you're actually getting into that maybe in mm-hmm. app development for kids' literature. Yes, we were kind of playing with that idea. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um, so you're, you're also, um, now these book. Uh, sorry, what was that one called with the, uh, the friendly the monster? monster. <laughs> the big blue bed monster. The big blue bed monster. Okay. But you've written other books that, uh, that actually are designed for maybe a bit older kids to actually read themselves, right? Yes. Do you want to talk Although- about that and how that's a different process maybe from uh, writing a book that's meant to be read? The development of the story is different. Yeah. And usually what I do is I start writing the story, and and believe it or not, the characters start to develop their own storyline, and you kind of follow the flow on that. Uh, Now, the the other book that I have is Freddy's French Fries Fiasco. (laughs) And uh, Freddy's French Fries Fiasco, I actually specifically wrote that for Childhood Obesity to help with that and get kids active and eating healthy. And with that book, I've actually been working with an organization called Their Opportunity. Mm-hmm. And this is an organization in Oshawa. And what they do there is they help children that don't, where the families are low income, and that the children don't have the opportunity to actually go into sports. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done there is they're helping kids to go into the sports so what age group is, is this book um, geared towards? This one would be seven to nine. Okay. And, yeah. and so obviously obesity is a really big problem. We were actually talking about that a little earlier with David yeah. on uh, not just particularly young kids, but it's a very big, uh, a big issue right now. So these books, you're, you're, you seem to write with a cause or an issue um, in mind to deal with some sort of... Uh, Either it's a health or some sort of psychological issue. Is that fair to say? You know, it doesn't always start out that way, but it ends up that way because it's coming from my heart. And that's where I find that the voice comes from my heart. It just develops that way. It always seems like there's, sorry, you want to say something? I was going to say, it just seems like it's always about a positive message. Oh, yes, for sure. I, I am so adamant about a positive message. There are so many negative things already yeah. in the world. We don't need to. We don't need know, more. <laughs> talk about that more and more. We just want to give more positive messages out there. But I'm wondering, though, isn't there a room for just a fun story that may not have a moral to it or a message? And uh, I wonder if that's uh, uh, if if there are any kids' stories like that. I don't know. Uh, you know, if the books that I read when I was a kid, like I'm thinking the 500 Hats of Bartholomew Cubbins, that was one of mine that I liked. But I'm not sure what the lesson there was. Well, I mean, the stories themselves are fun in itself. So you don't, I, I don't know if everybody gets them, takes a message away from it, but my idea is to give some sort of message to, to, to help the children. Well, you know what? If you can make it fun, and deliver yeah. a positive message so much the better, right? Because if you can make someone feel good about themselves, uh, about losing weight, or you know, f- being able to fall asleep, because those those things are, are can have psychological scars on people, you know, on children. So if you can make it fun and you make it okay, yeah, exactly. And and, and that's yeah. how you can get through the problem, right? If you can't if you can't talk about it, and if other kids have it, and in a book other kids would have it, it makes you feel like 
your normal, right? Yeah, yeah. No, and that's why I just want to make sure that the book is out there and the children have a chance to actually read it with their parents and, you know, work with the parents and, and have fun with the parents. So, go ahead. I'm cutting you off, well, Hugh. Uh, what, now, what's the oldest uh, that you write for in terms of the target mm. audience? For, you know, for now, I have another book as well called Blackie and the Glacier. Now, that's a very interesting book, actually. It originated mm. as a Russian story. And it was translated into English, and I had the opportunity to read that. And the writer actually gave me the the uh, he gave me the the opportunity to rewrite the story in English and for the Canadian audience. And that book is actually, I would say, more to ten, eleven, twelve. And that's, that's how far I got so far. Now, I am working on some other things that are for older children. Yeah. I'm not sure yet how old it, it develops on its own. Yeah, because uh, that's interesting. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, you know, for the younger kids, of course, the books are short. And then as the kids get older, you know, they can, you know, you, you, I, I would suspect you get the opportunity to tell a longer story that almost could even get to, you know, novel length. Yeah, I would call it more of a chapter book for now. Yeah. Like a so, novel. I mean, yeah. sorry, what's that book called, Blackie and the... Blackie and the Glacier. Glacier. Yeah. Is there a message in that one? It's a little bit environmental. Okay. Uh, it has a little bit of uh, a, story, a magical story as well, where Blackie is a little French bulldog that lives in Lapland, and he meets a magical reindeer, and they actually have magical adventures together. Well, now that sounds really good. I mean, I think it's that's interesting. It's interesting that you uh, have the opportunity to here to uh, to take a book from a completely different culture, right, and then bring it um, into English. So t- for the Canadian, but I would presume the uh, the whole English speaking uh, world, right? Mm. I hope so. Is that the first time you're actually taking another writer's book and? I mean, I know you're rewriting it in English, which is probably a better thing to do than translate, right? Oh, but I didn't translate because I have no knowledge of Russian whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. So somebody else translated it for me. But now you're rewriting it. You're not just uh, editing it. You're actually kind of rewriting it. I'm rewriting the whole story. I'm keeping the base story, of course, because that's what, what the whole thing is. But what I'm doing is I'm adapting it to the Canadian culture. Okay. All right. Oh, that would be interesting. So how much, for something like that, how much research do you have to to do? Well, you know, there's a lot of research involved. And one of the things that I found, there's a scene in that book where Blackie looks into the eyes of the reindeer. And I wanted to give it more description. So what I did is I, I thought, hmm, what color are the reindeer's eyes? Hmm. And so I went online to check it. And I found out, this is very interesting, I found out that the reindeer's eyes in the winter are blue, ice blue, and in oh. the summer they're amber. They turn color. I did not, that's true. You know, I didn't know it either until wow. I researched it. Yeah. So those are the type of things that I, and I find it very important to be correct. Even though it's a fantasy, mm-hmm, I find mm-hmm. that facts have to be correct. Now, how do you get these books out there to to the parents and to the kids? What do you do? Do you do book launches? 
Well, I've done some soft book launches. Okay. Um, I've been very busy with uh, uh, events. I've been in, of course, locally, we have a lot of events happening. So I was in Maple Fest, which is always in, in May. And then October Fest, the Apple Fest is in October. And I've been to chapters a few times in the Oshawa Center. So I'm local. Uh, as I said before, I'm featured in the restaurant. We have another restaurant that we're looking at to feature where I have placemats for the kids. And that promotes me as a children's author. And then I get some children... Uh, the parents and the children want to have a book as well. So that too, I, I'm focusing on local. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a fan who actually bought 20 books of mine and donated them to oh. the schools through their opportunity. So I was quite lucky with that. Well, that's, you know what, funny you mentioned that because that's what I was thinking. Some of these books would be the, the, the diet one and even the going to sleep one. Um, I think they would be great to be in the school systems. Have you thought about somehow getting it into, I don't know, the, the, the t- well, I was going to say TDSB, which is Toronto District School Board, yes. but Durham, I guess, maybe. Yeah, we're looking at Durham and we're looking at the Kawartha Lake Regional. So have you thought about, are you, have you communicated with them? We've been starting to talk to them as well, and of course the libraries and locally as well. Right. Now what about, uh, I I really think it's uh, actually, I was thinking, it's like, because we have the opportunity now, just in general, to really have local culture, right? Because we were talking about how there are so many authors and and so forth Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. and that was once a global marketplace, but now Mm -hmm. we have so many creators that we can bring that culture right down to a local level and that's exactly what you're doing Dee. Dee. Yes. you know you're a children's book author whose primary market sounds like it's the you know the communities that that you're connected to yes so you really you really do have to make it local it's, it really would lose its well it's if it weren't you know, it that's where you can have a real local market where yeah. you can have a real local yeah. economy yeah. No. yeah i find it very important to be locally first mm-hmm. because you're part of the community yeah. And and you're dealing with families and you're 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 interacting with the families and being part of their family because your book is in there and and for instance the big blue bed monster would then be introduced to the children when they go to bed. So you're part of their whole culture at yeah. their home. Yeah. Which I find is very important. Now still taking all that into consideration though, our People, I am assuming, can order the books from all across the country. Like, are you? Can they order your books through Indigo website or Amazon or anything like that? I am on those. However, I'm also I have my own website, of course, and you can actually come through my website and you know buy them through my website as well. And that's ddlemay.com, right? That's right. That's and right. You probably make more money when they order right through the. Not that it's about the money. Right, it's. But you still got to live. You just want to live doing something you love. You know that is so true. You, you you want to do something that you love because you know if you if you doing things only for the money and you're not happy, oh my goodness, what a burden that is, you know. So this is something that I'm passionate about. And it doesn't and feel I like work, love. right? It doesn't feel like work, right, Dee Dee? Oh no, it doesn't feel like work at all. Yeah, I'm see, always playing. <laughs> yeah, see, that really, really comes through. So what are you working on? What's what's next and what's new, Dee Dee? Uh, is there anything you're working on at the moment that we can look forward to? Yes. Well, I'm actually republishing my first book, 
Oh. The first book was sold out. Oh, that's and, awesome. And I wasn't 100% happy with the way it looked, so I'm actually publishing it myself. And um, I'm also starting to write another story. And they have characters in there which are called the Happies and the Snarkies. And that's all I'm going to tell you at this point. Okay, well, I, I, I'm just going to go with this. I'm going with my intuition. I'm happy he's snarky. Is that accurate? <laughs> I can be snarky. My That's mom. what I said. I'm happy you're snarky. Yeah, my, okay. My mo- yeah. <laughs> well, it has to do with a little bit of personalities and, and interactions. So. <laughs> well, that's... Uh... I'll no. be snappy. You can be harky. Let's combine them. Harky? <laughs> now, Dee Dee, so uh, I know you've got the relationships with the restaurant and stuff, but do you do yes. book launches and uh, get a bunch of parents mm. and kids and readers together to uh, celebrate uh, new works of yours? Well, I do that usually through the festivals here in Bowmanville. So my my goals are to get something out for Apple Fest, for instance, for for the beginning of May. And then there's the uh, Apple Fest at the end of the season, which is usually in October. And then those are the ones that I actually... Those are my, my, my goals that I have something to do. And then, of course, we... We work with a restaurant. We do different things there. And, I'm, you know, there, there are a couple of things that I'm doing with them for the children, color contests, and then also some reading, sometimes a breakfast with them. So that's the, the interaction that I do. Well, I got to say, Dee Dee, that sounds great. You know, we have this great new studio here. We can do book launches here. So if you get inspired and you want to do something in, in Toronto, Toronto. Maybe with the Toronto District School Board. We're here for you. Oh, thank you so much. You're not that far away. Well, I know the last time we had you here in person, and uh, so I know it's easier for you just to, you know, stay at home. Well, last time, last time when I was there in person, I lived 10 minutes away. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. So what what made you move to to, uh, Bowmanville? Well, I have a day job. Okay. And this day job is managing uh, buildings. Okay. So we have a building here that... I share the the job with my husband, of course, and uh, we're, we're managing a building here. We had yeah. the job offer, we jumped on it. We love it here. Well, it's you know, it's more small town living than living in the big city. Yes. And, you know, yeah. I mean, most as of us. As much as much as I love Toronto, I still love Toronto. Yeah. But you know what? Most people come. To- hustle. Yeah, yes. And most people come to Toronto for the jobs. If you can go outside yes. to get the job, most people would jump at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I and, was... I mean, the hustle and bustle of Toronto is wonderful. And it's busy here, too, but it's not as hectic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can calmly get your job done, and, you know, it's all calm, and, yeah. I know. And you can, it's a totally different lifestyle, yeah, actually. Totally. Because, oh, it's, yes. Because we all come from smaller towns, too, right? You know, we all came to the big city to seek fame and fortune. Yeah. Well, and I found him. And I, I found him. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, Dee Dee, but we'd love to have you here in person sometime. And um, now, is there anything else that maybe we didn't ask you about that you should let us mm, know about? Good question. Well, um, my goodness, I'm doing well. I, I'm, I'm excited about what I'm doing. Yeah. We've, yes, I mean, I, I have fun here. I'm, I'm, I'm writing every day, and, and yeah. It's, and everybody should move to Bowmanville? 
Yeah, well, you know what? I would say that because it's so wonderful, but I don't want everybody here because I want to keep it quiet and calm. Right, because then it becomes Toronto. It's just uh, we'll keep Bowman Villa well-kept secret for now. But, uh, Dee Dee, anyways. It's not by Peterborough. It's it's on the way. It's pretty close. You know, Um, I'm almost kind of in the middle. Okay. Yeah, see? It takes me about an hour and a half. Well, it takes me an hour and a half to get to Toronto. But oh. it is about 45 to 50 minutes of Peterborough. Okay. We're kind of halfway. Yeah, yeah. But it's not as busy on the highways going to Peterborough than it is to coming to Toronto. Exactly. Plus, it's a nice sure. country up there. Yes. Towards Peterborough. Yes. So. That's right. That's right. But, Dee, this has been great thank to have you. you on. Like I said. Well, thank uh, you for having me. I've enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, me too. And um, and uh, actually love to see your book sometime in person. And, of okay, course, people sure. can go to the website, ddlemay.com. And yes. uh, next time you're in Toronto, Didi, come and see us. You know, we're in the I'll same... Come, old... I'll bring coffees and, and donuts. How's that? Well, don't... You know, we'll make the coffee, but donuts okay. are always appreciated. And g- give a hug to Harley <laughs> and... And Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. Yes. Harley I'll, and I'll Rosie. I'll definitely do that. They're both taking a nap now. Well... I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Okay, Dee Dee. Thanks a lot for doing that. Not this. together. So much. <laughs> okay, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. 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 So there's Dee Dee, our, wow, our final guest so of... fun. Yeah, so bad we didn't have any of those books to uh, kind of look, look through and yeah. uh, stuff like that. So anyway... Thanks, she was Sandra. fun. She Thank was fun. you, Hugh. It was a yeah. great show today. A lot of fun. Interesting stuff. Absolutely. Interesting guests. That's what I love about this show. We uh, we get a slice of life with all these people. And it's a different life. Every really day amazing. It's so we're going to take a nap now. Not together. <laughs> right? We got lots of couches here at that channel. You know, if you need a place to stay. Well, not everybody. But, uh, <laughs> this is not Bowmanville. Dave found a place just uh, down the street real cheap. 29 bucks a night. Something like that. It's got to be motel something, right? It's a something or other. We're going to get the details because population downtown is always increasing. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow right here on thatchannel.com. Good night. Good good day. My God, I'm thinking good night. It's totally gave myself away. (laughs) Sally Beauty's new all-in-one hair color kits make it easy to color your hair at home. Get everything you need to color for beautifully radiant results. Loved by professionals, open to everyone. Sally Beauty.